Welcome to the Digital Masters Growth Marketing Podcast for professional service providers, agencies, and consultants. We're going to be talking innovative strategy, tactics, and the tech tools that marketers are using in the trenches today. Made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. Hey, Camille, nice to have you on the podcast today. <laughs> Good to see you, Stephen. Yeah. It's, in uh, person? Yeah, well, kind of in person. Um, as, close, <laughs> yeah. as close as we'll get, at least... Uh, for the time being. Uh, yeah. I just so, wanted the listeners to think, you know, that we were in person, just being really rebellious that way. Yeah. No, I, I actually did that one time on a, a podcast where we used two green screens and it made it, made it look like we were in the, the same room. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so, um, so yeah, I really appreciate you being on today. Uh, I like a lot of the people that have come on the show. I've, I came across you on LinkedIn and Usually I reach out to people because, and I'm pretty sure I reached out to you first. I think you might've made a comment or a, on one of my posts. Um, but as soon as I reached out and I kind of, you know, started to, you were on my radar, all of a sudden I just saw you pretty much everywhere. Um, and um, so we started talking and, and uh, interacting on posts and stuff. And uh, so then I reached out and I was just interested in, in what you were doing. And I've been, um, learning copywriting as I, as I become, um, as I started kind of doing what I'm doing now. And so I was just interested in, in chatting with you. So I appreciate you being on. Yeah. I appreciate the invite. Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing your stuff all over as well. And so it's, it's interesting and flattering that you'd say that because any, any time that I see someone doing video well, um, then that stands out. And I think I've told you this before, but you know, your background and your, uh, posters, um, they stand out in the feed. So yeah, that's cool. I, no, I, no, I appreciate you. I've gotten that, I've gotten that feedback a little bit. So, uh, I, I'm doing something right. I, um, and I think it goes to show like the, the whole personal branding thing that, I mean, in all reality, like branding to me is kind of a new thing. Um, like building a personal brand. I don't know how, uh, if, if it's a new thing for you, but to me, it seems like the video is, is, is kind of the new way to do it. And I don't even know what the old way was. It just seems like the new way is to be on camera and show who you are and kind of like, I like jazz and I play piano. So that's kind of how I came up with those. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause with technology, you, you have this opportunity for, for more reach. Right. And so you always have brand cause your brand is your name, right? Your, your brand is your reputation. So personal branding always existed in that way, in that sense. Um, but now with the technology and especially, especially with social and with, the idea of just virality, like of something going viral. Um, there's just, it just takes personal branding to this other level, right? And so so now it's kind of like, it's kind of like a four letter word in some ways, right? Because the first thing that I think of is like LinkedIn influencer. Um, mm -hmm. And not to say that there's anything wrong with, with uh, LinkedIn influencers, but there's a few different ways that that can go, right? And so it seems very like superficial. And I think that that is why people will kind of like cringe at it and kind of stay away from like the term personal branding or, or why people are kind of sick of it. Cause they're like, no, it's not personal branding like that. It's just me being me. So I think that I like, I, I mean, I would encourage people to have a personal brand, right. For them to, to put themselves out there. Um, but probably for different reasons than other people would say. And I think that I would tell people to go at a, go about it a different way. Um, so the way that I feel like I've gone about it is 
one, not thinking about personal brand for, <laughs> for a long time, just doing, doing the work. Um, and so I'm, um, I mean, I'm still in my twenties, I'm, I'm 29, but, um, but after working for like, you know, five or six years, like in, in the industry, like that was all I was focused on. I was just focused on really getting good at my craft and just learning. Um, and then I found that in working with people that, um, if you do really good work or if, if you're a hard worker and you're likable, um, and you're, which just really just means being nice to other people and respecting their craft as well. Like we were just talking about copy versus design and just understanding that you need both. Um, and that was especially the case in a creative agency where I was a copywriter, but I very much respected the designers and very much understood that I couldn't do that uh, and that my stuff wouldn't work as well uh, if I didn't have them and, and vice versa. There was a mutual respect there. And so what's been really cool to see is um, since leaving that agency and, and since kind of getting more into marketing and getting more into in-house, I've had people reach out to me that I worked with before that are like, hey, um, I need copy for X, Y, and Z, you know, would you be willing to help? And, and then I'm always flattered to hear that because I would love working with them again. You know, like it's, it's something where like, I feel like I need their permission or, you know, I would, uh, you know, want I would reach out to them for the same thing of, um, you know, if I was looking for the best designer, these are some of the people that I would reach out to. So. So it's That's cool awesome. to, for it to come full circle, right? Like that, right? And so I think with personal branding that you need to think about, um, you just need to not think about it. <laughs> at yeah, first. That, like I, you just go about, just do your work, like, and just get get uh, in the weeds and like into your craft and like understanding um, how to work well with people, people, but not thinking about it as networking at first. I, I honestly think that that's like the better way to go um, because then you get like the natural referrals um, that, that come with that. And so you're building a personal brand that way. And then you have some things to share later. You know, you have some like experiences to share. Not that you don't starting out, like I think that you can do the same thing as a student and you can say, you know, these are some things that I learned in class. Like these are some things that I learned at my first, uh, you know, by interviewing or yeah, interviewing for different jobs. Like that's, there's, there's different things that are helpful for different stages. Um, but for me, like it was, it was just helpful for me to have focus and to just do the work um, and then worry or think about personal branding later. Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting way of looking at it too, because then you stay focused on on doing the right things. Because I, I think what happens is like as soon as something becomes popular and someone gets good at something and then they they promote doing something like building a brand or something, then or it's it's also kind of the same thing with like authenticity, I think. It's like all of a sudden they become instead of becoming just kind of like what they were, which wasn't defined, it was just doing hard work or kind of being who you were, someone puts a term to it. And then it almost destroys someone's ability to to do it because they're now they're now they're trying to like do some sort of def defined thing that really only worked for that person. Yeah, no, that's that's super interesting that you'd bring that up because we were just talking about um, Conan, <laughs> like Conan oh, right. O'Brien, yeah, and yeah. Um, and his kind of like career path, and we were kind of actually saying that his new podcast is his best work like is, is some of his best work um and partly that's because he has all these cool experiences to pull from of like you know this is how i um wrote for the simpsons and how and why this worked but this is how you know it worked for talk show and he's just met with all these cool people um but also he's unfiltered we were talking about how you know um he's 
he's not funny in some situations where other people are really funny and then he's really really funny just riffing like that and so when he's in his own element um and just riffing it all goes back to that whole like you're not good at everything and the more that you can recognize that you're not good at everything the more successful you're going to be that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know he had a, a new podcast. I'll, I'll check that out. Well, you know, it's funny that you're mentioning some of this stuff because this is actually something that I struggle with, like personally, because um, I've always been someone that I, when I see somebody doing something cool, I kind of like in a way, I, I guess I, I, to a certain degree, I envy it. And, and, um, and I try to emulate it to kind of like absorb some of it. And so then what I can find myself doing is getting a little bit distracted or getting a little bit off of kind of like who I was. But then I'll absorb it and then kind of figure out where like where my limits are and whatnot. And then I kind of bring it back in and then I feel kind of whole again. But I definitely go through these stages where um, I kind of feel like I'm not being like who I am. But to a certain degree, I think maybe that's OK. Like like I was I, I see lots of posts on authenticity recently and um, kind of my theory is, is like you're always becoming something new. Um, and that's part of being authentic too, is like also like stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something new um, and being, being comfortable with that, even though it's not necessarily like who you are at the moment. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, it's definitely like, at least I, I, I guess all I can say is that I've noticed that some people are like, they're more um, focused sometimes than I am because I'm always looking at, at people do cool things. Like even you, like I, I see what you're doing with your copy. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like how she puts that together, how she does that. How could I pull some stuff from that? Um, but it also distracts me a little bit and it keeps me from kind of like having a center at times. Yeah, no, I, I relate to that a lot for one. Um, I have always tried to hold like that one thing that I'm, that I'm good at. Um, and so it was helpful when I met with a counselor in college. Um, and I told them that I liked what I say, I said, I liked art, uh, business and writing. <laughs> That's the formula that I gave them. Um, and so they said, you should really check out the advertising department. So that's what I did. And, uh, I applied for, um, the creative track and then I applied for copywriting. And so, that was mainly luck um, where they just happened to have a program for that. And then I just happened to go all in on it. And so I was able to kind of um, have like a niche like early on. Um, and so it's funny because I hear people saying, you know, just be really broad at first, right? Like um, just uh, be more of that, like uh, not T-shaped, wh whatever the shape is where, <laughs> where it's like completely broad, <laughs> right? Um, where you go into it. Um, and so yes and no right so so i ha i like i liked having like a niche because i think that helped me get a job um for one like i think getting a marketing job is is really hard that first one um i mean it's always hard i think because it's there's just um a lot of people that want to do it and there are not even though there probably should be more uh people aren't always hiring as many people as they need for their department right and so I think it did help and I would probably encourage somebody to kind of have some sort of like niche going into the job market because it just helps you stand out. Um, but then once I was in in an agency setting, um, it did get pretty, pretty broad because I'm not just working on digital or I'm not just working on print uh, or I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not um, figuring out exactly like what I want to do yet. I'm just trying to like soak up as much knowledge as I can about the different mediums and about 
working with people and about different types of clients uh, and different types of industries. So, um, so that's kind of why I've been preaching about agency setting, or at least kind of a, a collaborative setting where you can get a little bit of everything because the reality is you're not going to know, <laughs> you're not going to know like out of college or out of high school, uh, what you want to do. And so, um, so I do agree with it in that sense that you should, um, have different types of experiences. Um, so you can know which one you want to pursue <laughs> basically. Yeah. No, so, I, I, I hear what you're, no, I hear what you're saying too. You know, it's funny though. It's like, I knew what I was going to do when I was in uh, high school. I, I knew what I was going to do even when I was a little kid. Um, and then into college I did, but my journey in the last couple of years has actually kind of switched quite a bit. Um, like I've kind of almost switched careers. I've like switched niches into a whole different thing. Like at first I was thinking that I was uh, in marketing, but I'm really kind of just helping people do business development ultimately. And I just use marketing to help people get attention. Um, yeah. But no, I, I, I totally hear what you're, uh, what you're saying. And, and, and I think you're right too about the agency stuff. Like I ran a, uh, not a marketing agency, but I ran a tech agency. So I was, building technology for people. Um, and you just learn so much stuff in, in that environment. Like you're doing so many different things. You're working with customers, you're dealing with fires, you're working with employees. You're, you're just, you're, you're, you're throwing so many different things that I think you just develop so many different cool, um, skill sets that you, that I know you don't learn in, in the job setting because I just have been able to, you know, I've talked to so many different people and I can just tell that there's a, there's a difference. Um, so. Yeah. And on the flip side, I think that there is, there's something to be said for working in house. And so, so I've, I've said this as well, that I think, I think agency was great for learning a little bit of everything. And I think that in-house is great for going deep. Um, and I've seen, I think it was right after I graduated that there were recruiters at the school and Apple was like recruiting for their in-house creative department and i don't know how long they had had that but i'm pretty sure that it was a new thing at that time like big agencies were still um in control right um and then kind of since that time there's been a lot more um a lot of the the big uh the big enterprises have their own in-house creative teams or their own in-house marketing teams, right? Um, they, they always pretty much had their, in, their in-house marketing teams, I think, but they're moving like more and more of marketing in-house rather than um, outsourcing it. And I think that's smart um, because, you know, who's gonna understand like your target market uh, and your business better <laughs> than your people. And so, so I thought that has been, a really a really interesting shift as well. So I think there's merit to both, like to, to agency in-house. And then we haven't even talked about freelance yet, but freelance as well. I think that um that that's definitely on the rise as well. Yeah. And it's funny too, just to like emphasize what I was saying before about how I, I get off track is like when you started talking about somebody going deep and being in-house, I was like, oh man, that sounds really cool. I'd really love to, I'd love to have that kind of expertise just for Yeah, we could go all sorts of directions with this, but I'll try and keep it on task. No, so go on. No, no, oh, I think ahead. it's awesome. Um, yeah. So one thing I did want to chat with you about, and just because we, we started talking about LinkedIn is like, so, you know, it's like, I'd be interested to hear a little bit about your, like your journey. Cause like we were, we were chatting just on LinkedIn yesterday and you said you used the words, you went all in. I'd kind of be interested to know what you mean by that, like specifically. Um, but then I just, I, you know, I, we've only, I mean, we've been talking for like a couple months on LinkedIn, but I just kind of keep track of kind of people where they are. And I've just noticed that you've had a lot of growth in terms of like 
the engagement that you're getting on your posts, especially you, you, you mentioned, uh, um, going viral. And it's like, you met, you did one yesterday that had like 500 likes, or I think it's at, at that, at this point. So like, tell me a little bit about your journey. I have some theories about how you're doing it, but I'd love to kind of know what, what you're doing and like how you're, you're going about it. Yeah. Well, first off, I think it's so funny that we're always trying to like understand the matrix, right? We're I know, trying to like I know, crack I know. the code. It it obviously is an algorithm, and so there is there there are things to to be cracked. Um, but yeah, about a year ago, um, I posted my first original post, right? And so before that, I had I had shared some company posts. You know, I had I had shared you know some some posts in the past, maybe four, and then um, a year ago, what happened was. I, I was preparing for an event. A lot of things went wrong with it. We were working with a sign company um, and they gave us a call just to tell us about things that were going wrong. <laughs> um, and so we got off the call and my boss said, well, that was unproductive. And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, and he said, they just told us what wasn't working, but they didn't present a solution. Um, and that was a huge like light bulb moment, both for, <laughs> both for a post that I, that I wrote, but then just in general, like in life um, of, oh, it's actually not helpful to dwell on something that went wrong. It's right. actually really, really helpful to just move beyond that and to figure out how to fix it as exactly, soon as possible yeah. uh, and in a, in a way that's sustainable. So um, so my, my boss has had, um, at, at that time, he had all sorts of um, good wisdom that he dropped, but so he said that we had this event, it went fine. And we had kind of like a, a recap on, you know, things that went wrong, but how it ended up being fine. And so on the way back from that event, I was writing this post in my head without really realizing that I was writing a post in my head. Um, and uh, I'm sure I was thinking about it as a post because at that time I was on LinkedIn, like I just started um, looking at posts more frequently, but I wasn't doing anything about it. I wasn't posting myself. Um, but, but I had this fresh kind of failure, I guess, um, or, or something, I guess that I overcame and I was, and so I wrote it, um, not use, not using voice or anything. I just wrote it in my head and then I tried to write it down as best I could when I got home and I posted it. And then that actually did pretty well, <laughs> which was cool. good and bad. Right. So, so that got maybe like 70 likes and like a few shares and, um, and nice. so then after that, I was like, oh, LinkedIn is easy. <laughs> like, like I, I got this. And so, um, and then of course, like I, I, the next few posts um, bombed, like they were not good. <laughs> and so, so it's funny how, how that worked. So, so, I, so then I was kind of figuring out like why that was. And it was like, well, I put some thought uh, into this and also had something to say. <laughs> and I think those are the main things that people forget about, um, like just the right. basics of, having something to say, like whether it's something that you learned. Um, and I think of this as insight, right? So there's information everywhere. There's there's information overload is what I keep saying. Um, you can find answers uh, to how-to questions, right? Um, you can get straight facts, but actual insights I think are more rare, right? Of what is your spin on that information, right? Mm. So like how, how do you your take interpret? Yeah, how do you interpret that information? Um, and, and is your take interesting? Like, is it different than other people's takes? Um, or at least is it presented in, in a way that's, um, that gets people thinking. And so that's kind of like how I, I would think about social specifically, because, um, regardless of what, of what your goals are with it, um, 
you do probably still need reach, right? You need to reach enough people um, for you to, to meet whatever your goals are. Um, but you also need to engage people. And so I think if you think about it in terms of what insight am I going to share today? Um, and how is that interesting enough for people to engage with? Is that interesting? Is it is a conversation starter? Um, or is it just me saying, this is how it is. I'm not not open to questions. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so that's kind of a good barometer for it, right? Is, uh, is this post like, opening up a discussion is kind of how I've started thinking about it is, uh, yeah, is, is this a discussion um, or is this just a lecture, um, which is, you know, not as good? Um, or is it anything? Like, is this just just a fact? And, um, you know, how to posts can actually do really well as well. So I, I do think that it's a mix. I've seen a few people talk about this of, of kind of having um, broad appeal type posts and then also having like really deep down nitty gritty how-to kind of posts. Um, I think one of my, the posts that actually got me some leads or, or people interested in what I do um, was actually one that was just a list of questions of, hey, these are some questions that I have when I'm coming to your website um, that you should probably answer. <laughs> so oh, that was a good post. I actually, I, I copied that one down. So like every once in a while, I'll see a post that kind of says something and I, I copied yours down and put it into my, uh, my messaging framework. I just have like a document that I keep and, um, and I, I threw that in there. That was actually, that was a good one. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. So it's, it's funny because I, I kind of know when something's going to do, do well, but not, not all the time. Like I didn't know that that post was, was going to do well. Um, and so then it's, it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of dissecting it later, um, of kind of what is, what is, uh, the formula. If you're trying to think of it as a formula, I try not to get, I try not to get super deep into that. Cause I think it's, like you said, it's distracting, um, and can sometimes take away from like the authenticity. Um, but I do like every few months, like to step away and say like what worked and why did it work? Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I, and you, I think we do that passively when we look at other people's posts, at least I do of like, why did that work? But I think the, the core element is, is what I said is, um, is, is this opening up a conversation and then for people to even consume it in the first place, we've heard this a million times, but you have to have a hook, right? You have to have uh, right, yeah. an interesting first liner and then a pretty good second liner. And uh, I just kind of think about it is what is, what does the preview look like? You know, mm -hmm. um, what's the value of it? Like, why am I going to stop and read this? Right, exactly. Like, am, am I going to stop and read this? And, and why would I stop and read this? Um, so yeah, those first like three lines, I guess, are, are key to that. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I try not to think about it too much. And it's funny, because the, the last, the last two that I've done, it's part of just a, con it's a compounding effect, right? Like where you, you don't really know what, what works um, until you've just done it a while. And so, um, so I do think that they're, I'm coming more around to the whole, uh, what is it? Quantity, uh, quantity begets quality, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know. I, I know. What you're, I know what you're talking about. I, uh, Gary Vee talks about that a lot. About how, like, obviously, quality is better, but sometimes you need quantity to to know what the quality is. Yeah. So, so I think it's it's a balance. For for me, it's I I just never I never wanted to put something in into the universe that like had my name on it, <laughs> that you know that I would be embarrassed about. Um, a few months later, I think that's always going to be the case, right? I'm, if I looked back at some of my first few posts, I'm sure I'm sure that there's some cringy 
stuff in there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I did like try to take time. Like when I make them, I do, I do try and put some time into it. Um, and still what I do is, is like I'll write them every night. I don't I don't have like a backlog. Like I don't I don't have um, a system other than just trying to write down my ideas as I have them, and that's really helpful. And then the speed part of it I think just comes with it because passively you're realizing kind of what what works and you're realizing what your what your voice is and what your style is, um, and what things are resonating. And then it all starts to to come together. So. Um, this could be a total fluke, and I could go back to um, to taking taking longer for the post. But but the last couple posts like have have been have been a lot faster. Um, and so I do think that there's probably something to doing it for sixty to ninety days, um, like uh, just making yourself uh, do it for that long, like however long it takes to write a post that you are happy with, um, that's to like your standards, and that. Um, meet some of the things that I was talking about of like having an insight, uh, starting a conversation. Yeah. Um, and then, because then you'll probably will get to that point where it just becomes a little bit easier because it is a routine. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned this too, because like, I'm actually going through a transition right now where I've been starting to like repurpose clips from like, um, from my, my podcast and stuff. So I've kind of, I've I'm embarked on a um, a new journey, and I've noticed like how that's starting to fluctuate, like where how my posts were performing before, and so now I've I've got like a new thing to kind of learn because I mm -hmm. right when I started doing the clips, um, I felt like I was starting to have some control, like I knew like if I if I wrote it like this, if I put this story, I kind of had a, like a framework of the things I I like to write about, um, but it's been kind of a little bit like nerve wracking as I go into this new stage because it's like it feels very like uncharted. So, and I, I've just noticed how it's affected. Um, I mean, I'm figuring it out because I think that's kind of the, you also have to be afraid to, to or not afraid to try new things. Um, but I, it is interesting, like how all these things work and you kind of have to figure it out. And that's one of the things that I find challenging when I'm talking to somebody that doesn't do social media at all. And I'm kind of encouraging them to get into the game um, is like, there's, there isn't really a formula because everyone does it a little bit differently. And, I think a lot of the time people come into it um, with the expectation. It's like I, they, they, they're trying to get leads. And I think yeah. that that, I, I think when you do it that way, it kind of like people can tell and yeah. it influences your ability to actually make interesting stuff. And mm -hmm. so, um, so it's interesting trying to explain somebody that has no experience with social media, like what the value is and like kind of having that long-term thinking that, Hey, you're going to have to just even play around with this for a while and be kind of committed to l learning the ropes because there's really no formula to take because, I mean, it's like you, people can give you insights. Like they can say, Hey, it's important to articulate your ideas. Hey, it's important to get attention. It's important to like make a headline. Um, but in the end, it's like, you have to like, if you want people to think that you're interesting, you have to figure out a way to communicate that from your point of view. Otherwise it just, uh, it won't do well. And you can tell the people that are there that, that aren't really putting in the time because you can see, you can go look at their feed and there's literally just like a hundred posts and like, there's no engagement on any of them. And it's really because there's, there's no attention to the, the headline. There's, it's just a link to somewhere else. Um, so. Yeah. So, so that goes back to the, your, your question of, yeah, going all in, which I, mm. which I still haven't answered. So, <laughs> so, so I will answer it for you, but um, basically August, 
fifth, I think, is, is when it is. Um, I, I wrote it down on my phone because I, I knew I would forget. Um, but August 5th, I was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to post every day. Um, and I think the reason that people don't and the reason that it's scary is because then you can fail <laughs> if you're committed to something. And like you said, you, you started seeing me a lot in your feed. So you can tell that I'm um, trying, right? That, I, that I'm doing something every day, at least, that I'm uh, committed to, to doing it. But you know, so you know, it's interesting, you know, yeah, it interesting to that point, though, about seeing you in the feed. Um, not only was I seeing your post, well, you know, it was interesting. Like, I think what I what I really started to see was I, I saw you all over a lot of other people's posts. Oh, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I did see your posts, but where I really saw you and I was looking at your feed yesterday, too, just to kind of like uh, just to do some like research on kind of what you're doing. I, like you're all over the place not just on your own posts. And so like people can see you all over the place. And I think that's something that people like don't really understand is like, it's not just about your own content. Yeah. And so, and uh, yeah, I know that a lot of influencers uh, or people that are just doing well on, on LinkedIn in general, um, a lot of times the strategy is just comment, like just start out commenting. I think that that's a lot less scary for people too. Uh, Cause usually you have, if you have a prompt, you have something to say, right? And, and usually it's the coming up with the prompt that's the hard part, the idea. And so if you can get prompts from other people um, and you can add your two cents to it, it does a couple things. Like one, it gets like your creative juices flowing, um, but then you're also able to, to measure the response. Like if, if people are commenting on your comment or if they are liking your comment, then now right. you have like some feedback, um, whether it's good or bad. Um, of how that's performing and that doesn't necessarily mean anything either um my yeah my, my best performing post was <laughs> was like a hidden comment at, at one point right like where um okay. i i had the idea like i had the the shampoo idea that i just thought was a funny thought um and i had it in my notes but i left it as a comment um and no nobody saw it for a while right <laughs> like weeks um and then somebody liked it out of nowhere and then the original person that I was commenting on uh, responded to it, right? And then, and she kind of validated it. She was like, oh my gosh, this, this is so good. Like this, this analogy <laughs> is so funny. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like maybe I'll do this for my post tonight. Um, and, you know, and then that just ended up being my better, my best one. So it's funny how that happens. And, and so I, and I do think that that's how I would encourage people to go about it because you're not having to put yourself out there under your name like obviously it's still under your name but you're not having to call it a post you're just you're just commenting on, on someone's thing you're able to get feedback and then you're able to get kind of like ideas and also a rhythm um so that's not really how how i did it i just started i just started posting um and then i started commenting after that and then it's it's just a compounding effect right um but for me it was when I started commenting and when I started connecting with uh, with other people in marketing, I, I found a few people that I really liked or I really enjoyed their content. And so because of that, I started um, you know, trying to leave comments um, daily or at least regularly on a few people's posts because I was getting value from them. I wanted to um, help them spread, spread their post, um, but also I usually had something to say about it. So. Um, so yeah, after August 1st, uh, I, I was posting every day. Um, and I think what was important was my goal was not to get leads. Uh, my, my goal was to experiment. And so I think that took the, the pressure off is that mm. my, my goal was 
um, not a hard goal. <laughs> it, it was it was really just like I'm gonna experiment, like I'm gonna learn this platform, I'm gonna like take insights from it, um, and uh, in doing that, then I'll be able to better better run company pages, um, which I was mm. I'm managing for you know for our company. So I'll be able to get insights the, the for that. The LinkedIn yeah. company page. Okay, cool. Yeah, a LinkedIn company page, and so so I was like, I'll be able to get insights for that. Um, and then it did kind of evolve. I was like, okay, well, a good way for me to test out LinkedIn is for me to see if I could do it for myself. So I, I do have um, sort of a, I do have a freelance business. And so I, I do some freelancing on the side. And so I was like, I'll just kind of put up a billboard for that. <laughs> I'll put up like my banner uh, will be about my, my business. Um, I need to do that anyways. Like I need to start, start building that on the side. So I'll do that. Um, and then I'll change, I'll update my my header and I'll update my bio. And so I'll just kind of get that personal branding part down. Um, and then that will help me with my experiment anyways, to see, um, you know, if people DM me, why they're DMing me, or if people comment on things, why they're commenting on things. And so, um, so I learned some good insights from that. So I kind of knew this, but in, in the headline, it's pretty important to have keywords in there. Um, and uh, you know, in your in your about section as well. So if you want to be found for a certain thing, uh, LinkedIn is a people finder, is what they say, right? So Google is more of like a product or a thing finder, but LinkedIn is a people finder. And so people are looking for you know freelance writer or um, IT specialist or whatever it is. They're searching those things in the search bar. And so if you don't have that somewhere in your profile, even if it's obvious, like if you have the pictures or if you have links or something, if it's not in your profile, it's going to be harder to find you. So right. I started doing that. I'll, I'll look at the, the LinkedIn insights where it says, you know, what things you're being found for that gives some, some data there. So I, I started doing some like a little bit of research on kind of what, what was working, what was not working. Um, but really for me, after I was posting for a few weeks, I, it was, it became fun. Right. I was, I was like, oh, I miss like doing copywriting specifically for my day job, um, which is what I did before. And I'm, I'm able to write about whatever I want to write about. And so, so as soon as I started thinking about it as a, as a writing exercise, um, then that also helped. So at first it was just an experiment. And then for me to keep with it, I was like, well, this is my daily writing exercise. I have to do this to get better at writing. And uh, then I think that sort of helped as well. Cause again, it wasn't like I need to get 20 leads this month from LinkedIn. It's no, like, how can I get better at my craft and, and how can I keep doing this? And the only way that I'm going to keep doing it is if it's fun. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, or if, you know, yeah, if there's something fun about it. And so I think that mindset has been helpful for me uh, of just going into it with like, I'm going to experiment. I'm going to just, you know, see what I can learn both from other people and from the algorithm. And then, and then for me to keep doing it because everybody runs into a wall where it's like, am I going to, how long am I going to do this for? Am I going to do this every day? I'm, can I scale it back? And so for me to keep doing it every day, and I'm not saying I won't scale it back at some point I had to say, no, this is going to be my, my daily writing exercise. And so whether or not anyone else appreciates it or cares about it. Um, I'm not as, as much worried about, I'm still going to try to just put forth some, some of my better work. And that was a, a pivot for me as well, because I, I was doing freelance work. I was, I was working my job. And so 
um, I don't have like a ton, a ton of extra time either. And so I needed to be able to justify it. And so for me, it was like, this is a way for me to, to practice my craft in a way that's, um, different from work. Like, uh, it's a creative exercise. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's what I encourage people to as well as like, so I'm, I'm helping people with like thought leadership and using that as like a tool for business development. And, um, and I'm, whenever somebody starts talking about leads, I'm like, I mean, don't, don't worry so much about that. Like thought leadership and building, building this out is like a long-term thing. And you need to know some of these skills. Like for, it's like, even for me, like getting on video like that, like before I did it. So like, I've been on video almost a year now. Um, and like, it was like basically last Christmas I was thinking about it and man, I was just like deathly afraid of it, like getting on video and like putting a video out on LinkedIn and like mm -hmm. saying something. And now it's just kind of normal. Um, and my writing has gotten a lot better. Like I'm, I'm dyslexic. So I haven't spent a lot of time in my life writing or really reading. I, I get my information from like interviewing people like you, smart people that have done a lot of that stuff. So that's where I get a lot of my information and I haven't written a lot, but since I've been writing all these, these LinkedIn posts, like these, you know, you, you, and you get to write really short, powerful stuff. Like, so it's like, it's all kind of like, it's a little bit about optimization. I mean, it's like, you're still trying to be human, but you're, you're trying to optimize all these words. So my brain yeah. was able to do that. And then more recently I, I wrote a, a longer blog and um, I got a, a lot of good feedback on it. It's just that it was like, like the writing was better. And I know that's because I've been spending so much time doing this stuff. So I think you're right. Like, yeah, I think you're right. It's like, look at these, look at these things as a way to learn all these new skills that are going to be super important going forward. Like getting on video, being able to articulate your points um, and uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll even like podcasting and stuff like that. That's why I'm like, that's why even though like when I'm starting to put out these clips and that they're not getting the same reaction that some of my other posts were, um, which is kind of discouraging to a certain degree. I mean, they're, they're doing fine, but I'm still like, okay, the reason why I'm going through this is because I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying yeah. to learn how to do a podcast. I'm trying to learn how to interview guests. I'm trying to learn how to go and make all that micro content. Like how do you find the cool clip and all that stuff? And then, uh, and then, and here's an interesting thing too, is that I'm also trying to figure out, okay, so, so before, whenever I used to write or do a video, the copy could pretty much follow the the what the video was saying. I could almost take it word for word because I would write a script and I okay, could just yeah. almost I could copy it. But here it's different because I'll I'll take a clip and it might be 60 seconds and it's not a complete idea. Maybe it's just where we're talking and it's just kind of an interesting. Right. Point. You write like it down and it's like, no, that doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, you can't just take that. So then your copy is different from the video. Yeah. And that's new to me as well, too. Like I'm trying to figure that out. Like so all these things are new and it's, it's uncomfortable, but if you look at it from, I'm trying to have fun, I'm trying to learn these things and I'm trying to experiment. Um, so that like a year from now, like I'm really good at this and yeah. like, and if it's not LinkedIn, it's like the next thing and I'm there and I'm like dominating there or something, then it's easier to kind of have that long-term perspective. Yeah. Um, when you're, when you're trying to do all this stuff. Yeah. You, it's an investment, right? And so it's an, it's an investment of your time um, that you're hoping will pay off. And so I think something like LinkedIn where it does have, it does have decent organic reach compared to other things is, um, that was a big thing for me too, is that I knew that it was temporary, you know, like I, I knew that it was going to fade out eventually. 
and that I wouldn't have that opportunity anymore. Like even mm. if I could write similarly good things, um, that's that's an interesting thought actually because I have seen people on on uh, Instagram right now that have been able to do really well recently, like that they recently mm. got on, but their quality was good enough um, that they've been able to like gain a fan base. So it's that's not to cool. say that you you can't do it at all, but you're just making it that much more challenging for yourself. And it's going to be that much more discouraging at the beginning because it's going to take longer. And so for me, I was like, it's not really comfortable. Um, like, I don't really want to commit to doing something every day because we want our free time and we don't, you know, want to have to do something. Um, but I was like, I'm going to regret it later if I, if I don't do it and I'm not, uh, and later I want to do it, but it's, it's an uphill battle and I, maybe I have less time. Um, so it was, it was kind of that too, that, that pushed me to it is I just heard enough podcasters and other people on LinkedIn that were like, you gotta you do the, it. You drink the, uh, drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if there's anything to that, but back to the investment part of it is, um, which to your point, this is what made me think of it is there's the text posts and then there's the video posts and there's the gift posts. There's a few different types of things to do. And I've thought the same thing that you've thought because, because I've gotten like, you know, decently good at the, at the text posts and, and I'm more comfortable with that. And that's just straight out writing. Um, but the other day, but I have started experimenting a little bit with like, with gifts. Um, and I haven't really done video. Uh, I guess I have like posted an audiogram um, that I was putting together, but I have tested other things a little bit, but it's uncomfortable because you're like, you know that you're not going to get that same reach. I mean, organically, mm. it, it discourages those things, right? And so mm -hmm. you're like, I don't want to have to start from ground zero. Like I've already built up <laughs> to this. And so, but to your point, you have to start again, you have to start at ground zero to understand like um the whole ecosystem, right? Like just because you can do text posts, like doesn't mean that you can do video po posts and vice versa. And I've also, I've heard some different differing thoughts on this. I think you can win either way. I know people that have, have won work um, from text posts. Like I, I've definitely gotten people reaching out um, with, with interesting uh, either opportunities or just uh, relationships really uh, like relationship building. And then I know people have said that they've seen more when they've done video. So Chris Walker has talked about how um, he did an experiment where he did a month of text post. Um, I think that's right, or just text post. And then uh, and then he went back to video and he saw like so many more leads from the video. And that makes mm -hmm. sense to me because you can see the person, you can relate with the person, you can trust the person because <laughs> because and you, you can, can do, physically see that they are a person so and you can do both i mean yeah. like you can you can have a mixture because that, that that's what yeah. i've been ultimately doing is like i do notice my videos don't get as far but they actually have much more engagement in terms of how many how many uh likes and comments and stuff the, the discussion is is usually um higher but but then i have yeah. text posts and you know i just you know that that goes further and uh but it it, it really is interesting though it's like you do get comfortable with something and you're having a certain success with it. And, and when you kind of switch on it um, and you don't, and you're, you get, you start to get like attached to things. Um, that's one thing I do. Like I, I appreciate about uh, Gary V is that he talks about like, he's always talking about like go, being okay with going to zero. Yeah. Um, and he, and not, not just with the social media, but just the life in general, like just always being ready for that and uh, having that as a mentality. And um like 
I, I even want to start experimenting with, uh, with TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know like, even though I've been on camera and doing this other thing, I, I, I have some like reservation about it mm -hmm. and it's like, it's, it doesn't matter like where you go. It's anything new, I think has some resistance to it. Yeah. Even though you, yeah. even though I've been on camera, it's like, why would I feel any different? But I somehow do. And, uh, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, there's that idea of, of messing up, right? You're like, I've, mm -hmm. I've built this thing, right? You feel like you've like built uh, this tower out of like Jenga blocks, right? Um, and you don't want to start like pulling them out because you're just afraid that everyone's going to leave. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that that is, there's something valid to that. I think that for some people, like it, it makes sense for them um, maybe not to, to do video because you can make the argument different ways, um, but because it's not it's not their goal, right? Like they're 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 doing fine, like with with where they're at. Um, they are not comfortable with video. They don't want to learn video, um, and I think that's fine too. Like I think people's I goals too, yeah. can be different, you know. Like I don't. I think for some people, it's not about um, it's not about like building a, a huge business, like a scalable business. I I I've been a little bit more open to this idea of like freelancing for life. You know, I, I know, I know plenty of people that do that. And, um, and I've, I've thought about that as well of needing less. I mean, I was writing about this the other yeah, day. Yeah, You wrote about the, that. I remember that was a good post. Thank you. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I think that there's something to that too, like where yeah, I do you, too, don't, yeah. you don't have to have everything, you know? And I think sometimes with social, that can be really hard because you're like, okay, what's next? What's next? Like, how can I get better? And again, I think that there's merit to both of those because on the one hand, I, I think, lose what you know like what do i have to lose like this is this is all just in some ways a, a silly game right like where it's just like it's fake points um uh for for a lot of these things and so and and also you know i am who i am so either people are going to like me or not like me um if they see me on video or if they um i don't know see see how i'm curating gifts i totally so. i totally agree with you um but at the same time i'm i I just have the kind of personality where I'm always trying to like push people a little bit. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and I would say like, it, for me, like when I look back, like I originally went on video to like, I, I probably started social media all for the wrong reasons. I was trying to get leads um, mm -hmm. and probably why I started video. But when I look back now, I'm like, the reason why I'm really glad that I did is because I just, it made me feel more comfortable um, just as a person. Like, yeah, just because I'm just, I was, I just exposed myself. It was one of those hurdles that I got over. Um, but I don't necessarily, I agree with you though. I don't think that anybody should have to do it. I'm more yeah. just, I just more encourage people to do it for the benefits of like, you know, it's the same, like learning how to go on stage and do a, a speech. Uh, yeah. Um, like I haven't done that, but I know I would be better at it now than I would have before just because I've like, um, uh, you know, just because I've been doing the videos and, um, yeah. and I know I really how to art. Yeah. No, yeah, no, sorry to cut you off. Um, I really think that you can find your voice on there. And that sounds like really cheesy and like cliche. It's true, um, yeah. But I do think that it's it's helped me with that, right? Um, because you kind of find your stride and um, you kind of like find your your group, right? Um, and you and so that was another thing that I I didn't expect from, from LinkedIn was um meeting people um and just like the networking side of it, right? Because um since I was thinking about it in terms of like copywriting and like observing and like experimentation, like <laughs> it was kind of like, 
I was thinking about it as like an artist and like a scientist, like very much like yeah introverted you know um but then i i like i like people and uh and i was impressed by by people and i have no problems like reaching out and and asking um and and talking to people and so it's been so that part's been cool and that that's i i didn't expect that even though linkedin is obviously a networking site um and that's a big reason why it exists and it's clearly a social media platform but that wasn't i wasn't expecting it and it wasn't wasn't my goal um but that's probably the biggest thing I've gotten out of it is just the, the people that I've met uh, and sort of friendships that I've met and then all the growth and development and learning that come with that. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's, that's the hardest part I have because I'm basically working with a lot of people that um, have really built their business very traditionally um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but mm. that's the hardest thing to, to help them understand when they, cause they all like look at it that way. It's like, Oh, how, like how do I, like how leverage do I get, it. yeah, how do I leverage it? And then I'm like, well, well, first you kind of learn what it is, and you get you you experience it, and you kind of when I start to th- when you start to shed light onto it, like it's a networking event, and you use those parallels, I pe- people yeah. start to understand. It's like, would you you don't if you go to a networking event and you try to get leads, like you're going to be the most unpopular person there. Like yeah. everyone, will, you don't will, do it probably, right? right? <laughs> yeah, but it's and and if you think about it, like who's the most popular person in a networking group? It's either the person that's running it and and creating the community, mm-hmm. or it's like the people that are really like doing all the referring, right? Yeah. It's not or yeah. or maybe or maybe the funny adding guy. value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like it's usually the funny guy. <laughs> no, but uh, but no, you're that you're totally right, and um and I think most people get that right because uh, salespeople or connectors like people people right they they know that business is about relationships like especially 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 in like b2b right and so i think that's really smart to use those analogies and say no this is no just because it's online it's no different the the business aspects don't change like uh it's still a relationship building and a connecting thing um it's not like a selling thing and that's the number one thing that i see people um the, the mistake that i see people make right is they literally will make ads like they some, sometimes their right, social right, right. posts are are ads and this is more common for you know small businesses and things and i totally understand um how, how it happens and and no like no disrespect to that but they'll they'll, they'll come at it as a, like their ads right um right. or they'll just t- try and weave in like product um or you know what they do into everything right and i've been guilty of this as well like you kind of feel like as an employee that you have to kind of um push push the agenda or be be able to back up what you're doing right um but really you're going to be the most successful if you just write about your experiences what you know because that's how you're going to relate to other people um is is speaking from from experience and so that was that's probably one of the biggest things that i've learned from linkedin from other people is um uh it's just that they they talked about whatever whatever they were going to talk about and they still managed to get to get business so there's something to be said for focus and and i'm like you where i uh i get distracted right and i like everything um and so for me that's been the number one thing the reminder thing that i have to come back to is and mine's still pretty broad of like marketing uh and and copywriting and uh and actually probably do like 30 percent personal development um but that's just become like my my formula uh 
but um, so, so you kind of have like the main thing that you talk about. So marketing and copywriting, I feel like that's um, focused enough um, that I can still talk about, you know, whatever I'm feeling that weekend too. Um, so that's another thing that I heard somebody say is that they tried not to post businessy stuff on weekends because people aren't, people don't want to talk about business on the weekends mm. typically too. Yeah, and so not to say that you can't, and I've, I've seen people do it well. I've liked posts that are businessy. I'm not like anti-business on the weekend. Um, but um, I think it depends I think on generally the a, a different mindset. So, yeah, but it also just comes down to the, the quality of it too. Like if it's just a really cool post, you know, it's like, it'll break through. Yeah. Um, so, well, cool. So, um, so I wanted to talk to you about a bunch of other things that we didn't really get to. Um, so I could, we could always have you back on again, but I wanted to give you a chance to, you know, talk a little bit about how you help people and like where they can get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so right now I am the, um, brand and digital marketing strategist at Texas Citizens Bank. So I do a little bit of everything there. I, like I mentioned, I manage the social pages. Um, I, I help a lot with the communications, um, the website, anything that touches marketing, I touch. Cool. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a one person marketing team right now. Um, and I, but I do work closely with other members uh, of the bank and we can, we can talk about this another time, but the importance of, um, the subject matter, matter expert, expert, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and the importance of operations and all of this, um, cause big shout out to, to my COO, that's who I report to. And, and he's been great, but so I do that. I also go ahead. Cause that, cause everything is marketing, right. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and the, the brand like is internal and external, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I won't get into that either, but it starts from the inside out, right? And so like HR, I, I, I work closely with, with HR on things as well. So um, IT, like I work closely with IT. So yeah, marketing needs to be like a part a part of everything, right? Um, so that, that's what I'm doing right now. I, I also take on some freelance work. Um, I, I typically specialize in website copy. So I help... Um, typically either small businesses, um, agencies, I've done a little bit of manufacturing, um, but uh, those kind of verticals that I'm typically doing for website copy. Cool, and then how do people get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, so the best way to get a hold of me right now is probably LinkedIn. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah, uh, comment or if you DM I'll, me, I will say something. Yeah, and I'll, I'll link to your stuff as well, but. Um... Yeah, perfect. So yeah, so that, that's probably the best way. Uh, ironically, I, I do have a website. Um, it was built right out of college. Um, so 2014 wow. for me. Um, so it needs some up, it needs some updates. Um, I say ironically because of the web web copy work that I do. <laughs> so I should probably um, update that. Uh, but I do I do have a portfolio site. Um, uh, but yeah, LinkedIn's the best way to get a hold of me right now. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, well, well, what's interesting about a business nowadays is a, there's a lot of people that don't have websites, and uh, they you can do all of your um, you know LinkedIn is your website to a certain degree, like your profile. So yeah, absolutely, it can be your own landing page, right? Well, cool. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, and I look forward to seeing you around on LinkedIn. And uh, I would actually love to swing back at a, another time and have you back on and talk about some of the other things. Like one of the things that specifically I just, that that you mentioned is like the um, the company pages. I'd, I'd love to kind of to dig into that a little bit and learn a little bit about what you've learned with that. 
um, at yeah. some later time. And then and then talking more about the the copywriting that you do, and then and kind of like how you develop some of those messages. It'd be great to have you back on. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Right. See you, Stephen.